Well, here we are again. Uh, it's Thursday, if you want, Friday, Friday Eve. Friday Eve, if you want. Thursday, January 14th, 2021. Uh, Thursday, January 14th, 2021. Um, you did see the, uh, the, uh, uh, video that Trump put out. It's a few minutes long, uh, yesterday, uh, calling on everybody to not, uh, uh, cause violence or, you know, he's, he's suddenly backtracking. He's realizing, uh, that this impeachment is serious and he's trying to save it. But honestly, you can't. You, you can't have a crime. You can't, ha- you can't commit a crime and then go back and say, oh, I, I, you know, uh, you can't order somebody to commit a crime and say, oh, I denounce that. Uh, uh, that's wrong. Don't do that. After you've told people to do it. You can't do that. I mean, if I tell somebody to go out and shoot somebody, I say, uh, hey, I want you to go shoot that guy over there and kill him. Five guys. I want you to kill those five people over there. And then after it happens, I say, oh, no, no, no. I denounce violence. I, that's wrong. You can't do that. Come on. This is ridiculous. Uh, but you saw it yesterday. You saw the video yesterday, I'm sure. Um, as I was say, saying, uh, Thursday, January 14th, 2021, PVTV, Political Views, TV, Podcast, that's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends, say, Google Political Views TV podcast. This guy is being followed by the FBI. He's been visited by the FBI because, well, <laughs> because the FBI is stupid and they went to the wrong person. Apparently by uh, uh, the insurrection that happened on the 6th, they went to the wrong person. I would have been there defending the Capitol Police. You know? Uh, anyway, count down with me. <clears throat> it is six more days until Trump leaves office. Six more days or less. I doubt if we're going to be able to get him out before six days, but there's always hope. There's always hope. He could. He has the nuclear codes. We hope he doesn't use them against Iran or North Korea or China. Oh, my God. Can you imagine what would happen? Or Russia? Well, he's not going. He's not going to use it in Russia because you know Putin's his buddy. Um, after a strong speech by Steny Hoyer uh, in the House, uh, a bipartisan action voted to impeach Donald Trump for incitement of insurrection, two hundred and thirty-two to one ninety-seven. Ten Republicans voted to impeach. Trump. Four Republicans had no votes. The rest voted against it. Uh, Yes, a president can be impeached after he leaves office because, well, first, there's impeachment to remove him from office. Uh, But also there's the rule that uh, uh, impeaching him so he cannot hold office, high office in the future. It would also remove his Secret Service protection and his presidential pension, which he shouldn't be getting anyway, honestly. Um, Most Republicans did not defend Trump's actions, but they attacked the the impeachment. They also claimed that since he was on his way out of office, there was no need to do it. To which I say, so you robbed a bank 
and killed five people, but you've now given back the money and have your gun taken away. Cool, that means we don't need to convict you. <laughs> really, Republicans? Come on. Uh, you're going to play it that way? I mean, Republicans, they aren't, they aren't known for uh, being upfront about stuff, being honest about stuff. I, I mean, <clears throat> let, let's, let's take the great example of uh, Merrick Garland, who they said, oh, 10 months before the election. We can't put him in a Supreme Court because there's an election coming up in 10 months. But three weeks. I actually, but after an election, it's okay to install somebody before uh, uh, someone takes, takes office, before Biden took office. It's okay to install someone in the Supreme Court. Insa- They're never honest about anything. If it was the other way around, if this was a Democratic president who did this, they would be foaming at the damn mouth. Now it goes to the uh, Senate for trial, and Mitch the Bitch McConnell has said he will not bring back the Senate just to begin the trial. Obviously, it's not important enough to wrap someone on the wrist for treason. Insurrection is treason. You realize that. Uh, Now that I have your attention, let's make an attempt. Let's try and fix the world. Uh, In the past week, I submitted several intake forms to my congressman for investigations into the insurrection. Uh, Remember, I always talk about being an active voter. You got to be an active voter. If they don't know you at, the, at your congressman's office, you're not being an active voter. Uh, apparently, other congressmen are, are already on uh, uh, stuff that, that I've been requesting. Uh, Representative Mickey Sherrill, uh, her name is actually Rebecca Michelle Sherrill, but apparently she goes by Mickey. Uh, New Jersey, I, I, I think she's like the, uh, what is it, like the 11th district or something? Something like that, I don't know. Uh, yesterday, she led House Democrats in demanding a probe of GOP lawmakers' actions accusing those unnamed pro-Trump Republican colleagues of giving reconnaissance tours to some of the right-wing rioters who took part in the insurrection. Remember, I talked about this yesterday, and then they came up with it. Uh, I guess they were coming up uh, with it at the same time I was talking about it, I'm sure. In my request, I asked uh, for Congress to investigate correspondence between congresspersons, senators, uh, uh, congresspersons and senators, uh, and visitors uh, to the Capitol to see if there was any mention of plans for the insurrection. Uh, I believe we should investigate names on all visitor lists for the last 30 days uh, before the insurrection and see if anyone showed up uh, for the Capitol attack. I think that would be prudent be perfectly honest that would that would prove that would prove um that they planned it ahead of time which makes it a a worse crime of course you know just like murder some uh you shoot someone out of passion or did you plan it first degree murder first degree insurrection i guess you could you would call it uh this is huge news Uh, The Washington Post reported Ali Alexander, the uh, organizer behind the Stop the Steal movement, said three Republican congressmen helped him plan the uh, rally preceding the uh, armed insurrection at the Capitol. Alexander said Representatives Andy Biggs, Mo Brooks, and Paul Gozer helped him plan the event that occurred as Congress was getting ready to certify the electoral vote for President-elect Joe Biden. 
In a since-deleted Periscope video, uh, Ali Alexander said, We four schemed up of putting maximum pressure on Congress while they were voting. He added that the plan was to change the hearts and minds of Republicans who were in the body, hearing our loud roar from outside. <clears throat> a spokeswoman for uh, Gozar, uh, uh, Representative Gozar, said, uh, the congressman has no comment at this time. And uh, Daniel uh, Stefanski, a spokesperson for Representative Andy Biggs, said that those claims were absolutely false, saying Congressman Biggs is not aware of uh, hearing of uh, or meeting Mr. Alexander at any point, let alone working with him to organize some part of a planned protest on January 6th. He did not have any contact with protesters or rioters, nor did he even encourage or foster the rally or protests on January 6th. Uh, we'll see about that. I, do, I, I would think he's not being truthful, but we'll see. Uh, an official statement from Mo Brooks' office said he did not know that the siege on the Capitol would occur after he spoke at the rally preceding it. Uh, Brooks said in a statement further, I spoke very early in the political rally. There was music, there was uh, my speech, there was more music, then there was some members uh, uh, of speakers, then a couple hours or so later, President Trump began speaking. I asked this question if my remarks were as inspirational as the <laughs> socialist Democrats and their fake news media allies want the public to believe. <laughs> Why didn't the Trump rally participants, after my remarks, immediately get up and storm the Capitol? Doesn't matter. Um, guards at Auschwitz were also criminals. Um, yesterday, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said the chamber is adopting new rules charging members fines for refusing to go through the metal detectors in the U.S. Capitol or refusing to comply with security. A uh, news release for the uh, Speaker's office said the fines, $5,000 for the first-time offense and $10,000 for a second one, will go into effect when the House returns to session January 21st. Uh, $5,000, that's a lot of money, even for somebody making, I think they start at $172,000, something like that. So that's still a lot of money for someone that makes that much money. Uh, several Republicans refused to comply with the procedure this week, while others complained to Capitol Security and House Democrats that the security measures were instituted without adequate notice or consultation. Why do we need to consult with you? They're in charge. They decide. And that's what you would say. Anyway. Uh, in a tweet directed to Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy... Representative Ted Lieu wrote that everyone will be required to go through metal detectors at the, the inauguration, including GOP members who believe they don't have to listen to law enforcement. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they should, because we have yet to investigate their roles in the insurrection. Why should we allow them in, in with guns if they could have been co conspiring? Uh, with with insurrectionists. We don't know that yet. Uh, House Democrats also imposed a new rule Tuesday uh, uh, fining members $500 for not wearing a mask on the House floor. Remember, we had several that got uh, ill after the uh, uh, insurrection because they were locked down with Republicans that refused to wear masks. 
<coughs> excuse me, yesterday, Airbnb announced it was canceling and blocking reservations in the Washington, D.C. area for next week during the inauguration. Uh, the company said the decision was made in response to various local, state, and federal officials asking people not to uh, travel to Washington, D.C. Uh, according to the press release, uh, guests impacted by the measures will be refunded and hosts will be reimbursed at the company's expense. Well, it's nice of them, actually. I mean, they're, they're uh, refunding customers who booked places and they're uh, paying to... Uh, 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 Airbnb people the amount of money uh, that they would have made. So that sounds fair. That's very fair. Uh, Airbnb said on Monday it was reviewing reservations in Washington, D.C. area. It also said it would warn all, all guests in the Washington region that it may bring legal action against them if they are members of hate groups or if they plan violent activities. Airbnb said, as we've learned through media or law enforcement sources, the names of individuals confirmed to have been responsible for the violent criminal activity at the United States Capitol on January 6th. We've investigated whether the named individuals have an account on Airbnb. Through this work, we have identified numerous individuals who are either associated with knowing uh, known hate groups or otherwise involved in the criminal activity at the Capitol building, and they have been banned from Airbnb's platform. Uh, <clears throat> moving on. So Rudy Giuliani lost all his cases for Trump, maybe getting disbarred in New York, lost his hair dye promotion contract, and finally, to add insult to injury, it's being reported that Trump doesn't want to pay him that $20,000 a day he's been billing uh, 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 Trump. After all, he didn't win the election. <laughs> he didn't steal the election. Uh, yeah, Trump's call, talking about stealing, uh, the, the, stopping the steal. We did stop the steal. <laughs> uh, did anyone here not expect this? I mean, Trump's business model is to get, uh, uh, to get a contract and not pay the people, then go to court to settle for pennies on the dollar. That's what he's been doing all along. There's been lawsuit after lawsuit about doing this very thing. Uh, that's how he, he's done business for decades. Now we just need to find out if the loss of $20,000 a day is enough for Rudy to uncover where all the bodies are buried. I, doubtful, uh, since he's going to be, you know, fighting prison. In one of what must be one of the biggest jokes ever, but it isn't, it's not a joke. Uh, former FBI Director James Comey said yesterday he thinks Biden should consider pardoning Trump. Really? <laughs> uh, BBC's Newsnight, uh, Emily Ma uh, uh, Maitlis asked Comey if he thought Biden should pardon Trump like Ford pardoned Nixon in 1974. Uh, Comey said, uh, quote, I don't know. He should at least consider it as part of healing the country and getting us to place where we can focus on things that are going to matter over the next four years. I think Joe Biden is going to have to at least think about that. I, you know, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Can't you? I, I, I can. I, and, and as I've said before many times, when you're shot on the battlefield, do you think about healing or do you think about getting the hell out of there 
or stop the attack and then get healed. So there is no healing until we deal with this. Absolutely not. Moving on. Uh, The Labor Department reported today that first-time claims for unemployment insurance jumped 965,000 this week, worse than Wall Street estimates. I think they were estimated at 800,000. Way underestimated. Uh, And uh, uh, above the previous week's total of 784,000. Continuing claims also were higher, rising 199,000 to uh, about 5.3 million. Uh, Total of those receiving government benefits declined to 18.4 million from 19.2 million. Uh, Remember yesterday, um, (coughs) excuse me, remember yesterday I spoke about Michigan ex-Governor Snyder uh, being charged. You know, this is the Flint thing. Uh, There was anger as he was charged yesterday with two counts of willful neglect of duty for his role in the deadly and ongoing Flint water crisis. Um, news that comes in the wake of a report in indicating Snyder was aware of a Legionnaire's disease outbreak, uh, outbreak linked to the emergency months before, uh, the, the water emergency, uh, months before he acknowledged it in public. He knew people were getting Legionnaires from this water. Uh, the anger is because those are only misdemeanors that each carry up to, you know, a, a year in jail or a maximum fine of a thousand dollars. Come on, really? That's nothing for for murdering people, you know? Um, allegedly. Uh, Flint resident and activist Melissa Mays said in a tweet statement, a tweeted statement, in America, a rich white man can poison 100,000 people and only get charged with a misdemeanor and fined one cent per poisoned person. That is not justice. Uh, it seems the new state a, uh, AG, Attorney General, is really not interested, I suppose. Uh, the former criminal team also considered an, an involuntary manslaughter case, but had not yet concluded their investigation when the uh, majority of the team was dismissed by the new AG, uh, AG Nessel, um, uh, who announced a revamped investigation in 2019, a revamped investigation apparently ignoring involuntary manslaughter. I, I, I'm actually uh, uh, surprised the current gov- governor is, is allowing this. Uh, but apparently there must be some sort of dealings going on in the back. Moving on to other states, this is fascism and opportunism at, at its best or at its worst. Uh, GOP GOP lawmakers in Florida, Mississippi, and Indiana introduced bills in the wake of the Capitol attack that do not represent new strategies designed specifically to prevent future right-wing insurrections. Instead, they draw from a set of policies that uh, numerous state legislators uh, introduced last summer in order to, you know, appear tough on protests against police brutality. Uh, Florida, uh, Florida's and Mississippi's bills create penalties for activities um, from damaging monuments uh, to obstructing traffic, that kind of stuff. Uh, the bills include measures that could encourage harsh law enforcement responses to protests as well as provisions meant to prevent local governments from reducing produ- uh, uh, police uh, funding. Um, the narrower Indiana bill would broaden the definition of rioting 
uh, which the Florida, the Florida bill did as well, and would criminalize camping at the Indiana state capitol. Uh, the Mississippi bill would also allow the state to strip unemployment benefits from anyone who pleads guilty to participating in disruptive uh, protests. That's really anti-free speech. Uh, these bills are all attacks on free speech. Uh, the legislative push is an attempt to rebrand previous anti-democratic attempts to crack down on protests, uh, taking advantage of outrage over the right-wing attack on the Capitol to inhibit demonstrations for progressive causes, of course. Uh, moving on, the CEO of uh, Moderna, you know, they're the, uh, uh, the second vaccine maker to be okayed for use in the United States or and in, in the UK, uh, warned yesterday uh, um, that the coronavirus will be around forever. Public health, health officials and infectious disease experts have said that there is a high likelihood that COVID-19 will become an endemic, uh, like the flu, you know, the flu comes back every year. Um, during a panel discussion, he said, we are going to live with this virus, we think, forever. Now, I, I want you to understand, and, and we've talked about how uh, viruses mutate. The, the weaker viruses win out over these, the more deadly viruses because viruses cannot uh, pass if they're killing people or stopping uh, or, or sickening them so much that uh, they have to stay in bed. If they, if they have to stay in bed, then that mutation will not kill people. It'll only sicken people. So in the future, the virus will mutate to a less severe strain because that helps the virus spread. The virus just wants to spread. I mean, it, it, it's not thinking, but that's, that's how uh, evolution happens. <clears throat> uh, moving on, more than 38,000 Americans have died of COVID-19 in the first two weeks of the new year. Another 92,000 are projected to die from the virus over the next three weeks. And that's according to the CDC. Uh, currently, more than 130,300 people are hospitalized with the virus, according to da uh, data from the uh, COVID tracking project. Uh, hundreds of thousands of infections are added to the country's tally every single day, uh, with the U.S. adding more than 3 million new reported infections since the start of January. All this means is that about 415,000 people will have died in the U.S. by Inauguration Day. Now, if you've been following along my stories and my uh, discussion email uh, emails with the CDC, you know that 415,000 number is getting close to 600,000 now. Right? You remember my exclusive story about how the CDC fudged the numbers and they're going to be updating them probably the end of this month when they when they have uh, when they finalized everything. Uh moving on, uh Pope Francis and former Pope Benedict have received the first dose of the coronavirus vaccine. Uh, that's what the Vatican said uh, today, which I guess is was probably yesterday, my time. Um, 
Uh, Vatican spokesman Matteo Bruni said in a statement that he was able to confirm that within the vaccine program of the Vatican City State, to this date, the first dose of COVID-19 vaccine has been administered to Pope Francis and Pope Emeritus. Uh, By the way, um, did you know that Vatican City is its own country? It's the sm- I, I, it's the second smallest country in the world, but it, it I think it's the second smallest. I I, I I I seem to recall reading that. I could be wrong, but it's a just a tiny little city. But it is its own country. It has its own I guess parliament, but it's a religious country, of course, obviously. Uh, in case you were curious, in case you didn't know, it's not just a city. Uh, the, anyway, the statement uh, did not say when. Uh, 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 the 84-year-old Pope Francis and the 93-year-old predecessor were inoculated. Uh, Vatican City began its vaccine program yesterday in a medical center set up inside its uh, main auditorium hall where the pontiff often holds his uh, weekly audiences. Uh, both men are at higher risk, of course, because uh, uh, of their age. Uh, in recent weeks, Francis has spoken several times on the subject of vaccines. And if you're a religion person, religious person and you're saying, oh, I'm not going to take the vaccine, let me just tell you what the Pope said. Over the weekend, he said people have an ethical duty to take the vaccine and confirmed he was in line to receive one of, uh, once the vaccine, uh, Vatican's vaccine program got underway. That's what he said over the weekend. Home Alone star. Macaulay Culkin. Everybody put your hands on your face. Ah! Uh, Home Alone uh, uh, star Macaulay Culkin has endorsed social media comments, and I go along with him, uh, demanding Donald Trump's cameo in the film sequel be digitally removed and replaced with uh, 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 one of an older version of Culkin himself. In other words, they're saying, hey, let's replace Donald Trump with... Uh, Macaulay Culkin now talking to Macaulay Culkin as a child. That would be kind of cool. That really would be kind of cool. Uh, in the scene, um, the character Ke- uh, Kevin. Kevin, isn't it Kevin? Isn't it Kevin? Is that his name? Uh, the character as Trump, uh, where the lobby is, and Trump responds down the hall to the left and then kind of looks at him funny. Hey, why is this kid in this rich hotel all by himself? You know, I guess that's the idea he was thinking. Um, at the time, excuse me, at the time, Trump demanded to be in the movie if they used his hotel. So they said, okay. And they gave him that little scene. Uh, Culkin uh, replied to a tweet that asked, uh, petition to digitally replace Trump in Home Alone 2 with 40-year-old Macaulay Culkin. Uh, He responded with the single word, Sold. (laughs) <laughs> so he's on board. Uh, Colkin then followed up by responding bravo to another tweet that uh, contained a comic edit of Trump replaced by empty space. Anyway, hey, did you guys have a good day today? Uh, are you going to have a good day? I hope so. So thanks for listening. That's it. Thursday, January 14th, if you want, all Friday's Eve, Friday Eve, uh, January 14th, 2021, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. Uh, that's what you Google to find me, uh, Political Views TV Podcast. I really appreciate you coming to listen. 
Bring someone with you tomorrow if you can. Tell your friends about it. Say, this guy that does the news and views, the FBI visited him. He must be doing something right. That's what you got to tell them, and then they'll, they'll, they'll come. But remember, please remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people, and don't you ever forget it. Okay, you got that? Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. This is Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.